Taking charge of your future starts with taking the first steps. And saving up to $30 a month on Cox Internet with the Affordable Connectivity Program makes those steps easy to take. Whether they bring you to click upload on your first short film or join now for an online book club. Applying is easy. See if you qualify at cox.com slash ACP. Non-transferable one per household application and eligibility decisions are made by the FCC. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10, that's V-I-A-T-O-R-10, for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, the People's Bishop and Pastor of Harvest Church. We exist to lead people to totally love God, love people, and love life as one church in global locations. Find out more on our website at www.harvestchurch.church or get our app by texting the word HARVEST to the number 877-552-4746. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Now, here's today's life-giving message. Let's go to work. Let's go to work. Let's go to work. Let's say it together. I am blessed because the life-giving message I'm about to hear will change what I do. In Jesus' name, amen. So God, we're open and we are ready to receive. Speak to us now with strength and speak to us with power. In Jesus' name, we pray. Can I get you to say amen one more time? And listen, I need you to seriously check your section, check your role online, check the people you're streaming with. Watch me. On three, I need you to release a Shabbat. A Shabbat is a shout. A shout, watch me, is not just being emotional. Scripture teaches us that our shout is tantamount to the ram's horn, which is the shofar, which calls things into order. So I realize this may not be part of your normal personality, but can I let you in on something? Worship isn't for you, it's for him. So it's really not about your normal personality. Can I stretch everybody in this building and online? Can I stretch you on three to release the Shabbat? And in the spirit, watch me, in the natural, you just going to hear shouting. But in the spirit, stuff's going to start. Stuff's going to start lining up. Contracts you've been trying to get together will line up. Family folk you've been trying to get in order will line up. Things will begin to line up for you. On three, one, are you ready? Two, are you ready? One, two, three, shout, shout. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. Hallelujah. 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 Come on, that's, that's the sound of victory. That's the sound of victory. There it is, it broke. There it is, it broke. That's the sound of victory. 
That's the sound of somebody that's about to walk in the best days of their life. Yet, hallelujah, hallelujah. Now that we got the atmosphere right, let's go to work. So listen, so listen, grab a seat, let's go to work. Our series, our series is the kingdom in you. Say there's a kingdom in me. Here's what this series is about. It's our summer series, so we're going to be in it all summer. It is to learn what Jesus gives us when we receive him. For many people, Christianity and salvation becomes the end when, in fact, it is the beginning. Getting saved or becoming born again or giving my life to Jesus, that's not the end. Watch me. Coming to church is not the end. It's the beginning. Being saved is not the end. It's the beginning. Because once I get Jesus, I need to know what Jesus gives to me. It's kind of like going through a restaurant and just sitting there, watch me, and saying, I'm just so glad I'm in the restaurant. But watch me, if you don't know what they serve, you won't know what you are supposed to receive. And for some of you, you've been saved, but you have not been seeing any victory. That's about to change. You've been saved, but you've not been possessing any wins. That's about to change. You thought that the end was coming to God, and God says, this is the very beginning. I am about to do in you and through you what you never thought. Well, you never imagined. Bishop, give me scripture. We're about to see what eye hasn't seen and ear hasn't heard. Neither has it entered into the heart, which means the mind of man. You thought your life was good. Wait until you see the next six months. You thought you were doing well. Wait until you see the next six months. You, God, I wish I had some faith in this room. Prophesy over the last half of this year. Say the second half will be better than the first half. Say it again. Say the second half will be better than the first half. So watch me, watch me. God, when we receive Jesus, when we become a Christian, when we're born again, when we make a decision to become a Christian, all of those phrases mean the same thing. When we receive Jesus, Jesus gives us the kingdom. Say the kingdom. The kingdom is three things. It is when heaven's attributes invade the earth. It is literally when God says my attributes, the attributes of my abode, the attributes of my environment, they will invade your life, which means you have got to stop being obsessed with the afterlife and you have not done anything in this life. If you watch me, if you grew up in church, there was an obsession with death and there was an obsession with when I die, I'm going to get on the other side. No more crying over there. No more worrying over there. No more fears over there. And God says, listen, who said you're supposed to wait for that? You are supposed to live well so that you bring that down here. It's not perfection, but it's the attributes of heaven. Watch me, which is why I expect healing in the earth. Why? Because ain't no sick folk in heaven. I... I expect breakthrough on earth. Why? It's breakthrough in heaven. I expect the glory of God around me everywhere I go. Why? Because the glory of God is present in heaven. Whatever is happening in heaven, I want it to happen on the earth. God, your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I need you to open up your mouth and say, it's manifesting. It's you don't say that with authority. Say, it's manifesting. It it is when heaven's attributes invade earth. So let me correct thinking. It is not that I'm dying to get to heaven as a place to live. It is that I am manifesting the kingdom of heaven, which is a lifestyle. Watch me. This is why for some of you, people have always accused you of, watch me, uh, of thinking more of yourself. They've always accused you too grand. You, just, you, you have high expectations. Why? Because I got a kingdom in me, and the kingdom in me can't settle for the average that you tolerate. The kingdom in me can't settle for the average that you put up with. I know that's good enough for you, but baby, you must not be a king. I know that's good enough for you, but I come from royalty. You are a royal priesthood, a holy nation. Lay your hands on yourself and say, there's a kingdom in you. 
It is how God does things. Watch me. Uh, that it means it's God's modus operandi. In, in, in popular culture, we call it somebody's MO. Say MO. It means this is their mode of operation. This is how God does things. So take this out. God says, I have a different way of doing things than the world does. See, the world says if you want to go up, you're going to have to kick somebody else down. The world says if you want to succeed, you got to sleep with somebody. The world says if you want people to pay attention, you got to be half-necking on Instagram. Y'all ain't going to talk. The world says, watch me, that if, uh, that if, you, want, if you want something, you're going to have to do whatever it takes, even if it's wrong, to get it. But God says, I got a whole nother way. God says, I got another way called sowing and reaping. Which means I don't have to, watch me, I do not have to do it the world's way because I operate from a different operating system. And in this operating system, see, in the world, you get all you can and can all you get. But in the kingdom, watch me, I, my increase comes through my release. Which means every time I release it from my hand, it doesn't leave my life, it just leaves my hand. It goes into my future to prepare a harvest so that when I get there, there's blessing on the way. And for some of you, you need to celebrate because you've released a lot of seed. And I'm not just talking about money. You've been faithful, you've been consistent, you've been loyal, and God says you're about to reap what you say the way God does things. God always allows things to look bad, and then he makes it good. On Wednesday, I began to talk about two fish and five loaves of bread. If you miss Wednesday's message, oh my God. Go back and watch the replay. Go and get the podcast. So um, Jesus says, feed all of these thousands of people. There are, there are thousands of men plus women and children. He says, I want you to feed them. And watch me. He says, I don't want you all to go get food. I want for you to use what you have. Because here's the kingdom. The kingdom says you're always looking for something external. But I need you to learn how to look internal. You're always, watch me. You always want somebody to hook you up. And I need you to realize I am your hookup, God says. You always looking for somebody, I got a connection. Baby, I don't need no connections. I know the owner. Which means I don't have to kiss up to nobody's behind. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. I ain't got to do what I, No, baby, I know the owner. And because I know the owner, I can go all the way above your head and get access to whatever it is that I need. He says, he says to them, I don't want you, I don't want you, I don't want you to look external. He says, what do you have? He says, we actually don't have anything. There's this little boy, and this little boy has two fish, five loaves of bread. Witness, grace. Two is the number of witness, five is the number of grace. Five is the number of a miracle, which means you're about to witness a miracle. See, some of you, you don't even realize what you think is little is more than enough. What you think is not enough is more than enough. You keep saying, God, I wish I had more. God, I wish I had this. God, I wish I had that. And God says, you need to count what you have. Because see, you counted it, watch me, and you thought it was just two and five. What you didn't realize, it was witness grace. You, you thought it was just two and five. What you didn't realize, it was witnessing grace. And if you put both of them together, watch me, seven means completion. You got enough with you right now to complete what I started in you. You got enough in you right now to complete what I have become in you. How do you know that, Bishop? And I will give you all things that pertain to life and godliness. Everybody, open your mouth. Say, I have everything that I need. So this is God's way of doing things. So you would think that God, God just let a bunch of fish come in. God says, no, I'm going to give them two fish, five loaves of bread. I'm going to feed thousands. They feed all the people. 
and there's 12 baskets of leftovers that are still there. Now listen, that doesn't make any natural sense. But, but, but he was telling him, you're about to manifest the kingdom. You're about to manifest the kingdom. You're about to manifest the kingdom. In other words, I'm going to take what you think is little. Don't curse your little. You may say, Bishop, all I had was 240. Uh, mm, don't you curse your little. You may say, all I had is three people. Don't you curse your little. Because your little is more than enough to get you to where you... See, for some of you, you have a success in life. So now when God is trying to manifest something greater in you, now you are used to a certain level. You are used to a certain accoutrement. Mm -hmm. You are used to a certain level of expectation. And sometimes God says, now I got to upgrade you. But to upgrade you, I'm going to have to take away. But it's not punishment. It's just so that you can manifest the kingdom. I'm going to use little to do a whole lot. I wish you were sitting next to somebody that God was about to take the little they have in their hand. Maybe it's a little joy, but that's more than enough. Maybe it's a little hope, but that's all I need. Maybe it's a little expectation, but that's all I need. All I need is a hunch. And if I can get a hunch, this it's the way he does things. So he says, take these two fish and these five loaves of bread, and what you all are going to do is you all are going to manifest the kingdom. Something in you is going to change what's going on around you. This is God's way of doing things. God says, forgive people who hurt you. Now listen, it's easy to forgive people who are sorry. I need you to learn how to forgive the people who are never going to apologize. I'm going to preach hard now because y'all ain't saying that to me. Right, watch me. Watch me. There are some apologies you are never going to get. No, you're never going to get it. Not this time, not any time. Never, never going to get it. No, you ain't getting it. Why? Because they still don't even think they did you wrong. And they crying to you about what somebody else did to them. And you're looking and said, but what about what did you do to me? And God says, I need you to learn how to forgive. Watch me, even if they're not sorry. Why? Because forgiveness is not for them. Forgiveness is for you. And this is the kingdom. God says, if you forgive them, I'll forgive you. But if you hold it against them, I'll hold it against you. It doesn't make natural sense, but baby, it makes kingdom. I need you to lift your hands. Say, I release everybody that's ever hurt me. All bitterness, come on. Say, all bitterness, all hurt, all pain, I release that in Jesus' name. I stand before you forgiven because I have forgiven. I let it go in Jesus' name. For those of you who were holding on to some stuff, you need to put a praise on that. Why? You just forgave your mama? You just forgave your daddy? You just forgave that person that was once a friend. I ain't got time to hold on to this. I don't have time to walk in this bitterness. Baby, I got places to go, people to see, things to do. And my next 12 shall be my, say it with me, and my next 12 shall be my best 12. It is, number three, it is becoming who God said we are and possessing what God said we can. God is making you into someone different. Say, I'm evolving. I taught you uh, in a series called Evolutionaries about the evolutionary process of a butterfly. A butterfly starts as small as a sesame seed on a sesame seed bun. That's how it starts, but that's not how it's going to end. I need you not to judge the ending based on the present. Mm -mm. I know that it may be brutal now, but it's going to be beautiful before it's over. I know you may be confused and befuddled and perplexed about it now, but at the end, you're going to be like the psalmist that said, it was good that I was afflicted, that I might learn your word. Can I tell you, in a few months, you're going to be shouting about what you were crying about. 
I'm going to just preach my own self-happiness since I ain't got nobody. In a few months, you're about to be shouting about what you were crying about. Why? I'm evolving. I'm becoming better. He's not leaving me the same way that I was. Shout, I'm evolving. So, so watch this. It starts as small as a sesame seed on a sesame seed bun. It breaks out of that sesame seed-shaped object, and then it grows to 100 times its size. Mm -hmm. It grows to 100 times its size. It literally eats the cage it was in. Mm. It literally eats the shell that it was in. Mm. In other words, in other words, the thing that was constricting me, I, watch me, I've outgrown that, and I learned to use that as my nourishment. Let me see if I can say it another way. You used to go into your little cocoon when people talked about you. Now you feed off of them talking. You, now you look at it and say, ooh, that's what they're saying? God must be doing something amazing. Why? He said in Genesis 12, he's going to make my name great, which means it can't become great unless I got a lot of people talking about me, which means all press is good press. I need you to stop and give God glory for the people that are talking about you. Why? Baby, that's my fuel. Baby, that's my fuel. But say what you're going to say. Do what you're going to do. Because I've learned how to eat that. I used to be shut down because of that. But I come up out of it. It's small as a sesame seed. On a sesame seed bunny. It eats the shell it was in. It breaks out of it. And it eats it. Uh -huh. you, you, you had constriction. You had, you had frustration. You had a bad hand you were dealt. But, but now you started eating the cards. Okay. No, you're missing the principle. In other words, it was good for you because it fueled you. See, you never would have started exercising had they not said something crazy to you. Y'all don't want to be real. You never would have got out of debt had they not said something crazy to you. You never would have started praying had they not taunted you and you had nobody to run to but God. I need you to thank God for your Judas. I need you to thank God for your Jezebel. I need you to thank God for your betrayal. I need you to thank God for your hater. You never would have become who you are without that. Second stage, it grows to 100 size. 100 times its size, 100 times its size in the second stage. And in the second stage, it, it now looks huge. It grows. It evolves. And then something crazy happens. In the third stage, all of that growth, now that caterpillar is now goes into a cocoon. Listen, it's similar to its first stage. But it's not the same. For some of you, you need to hear in your evolution, you will face things that are similar, but they are not the same. Listen, I know where you're at feels like something you've been through, but hear me, this ain't no repeat. If you don't elbow somebody next to you and say, this is not a repeat. I know you felt like you've been through this in your marriage before, but this ain't the same. I know you felt like you've been through this in your emotions before, but this is not the same. It's a cocoon, but watch me, it's a much bigger one. The first one was to birth you, and the next one is to birth a bigger you. The first one was to get you started, but the next one is to get you flying. The first one was to get you from your original, but the next one is to get you to your best. So, so in the third stage, it is in a cocoon, a chrysalis, in fact. And that chrysalis is either buried in underground or suspended behind a leaf. And what's significant is that if the ground is too hard for it to be planted in the ground, then it will go behind a leaf. Because what needs to happen, listen to me, what needs to happen in it cannot happen in it if everybody sees it. 
I want to explain your isolation. <laughs> I want to explain even though when you're with people and you're around people, you still feel like it's just you. I want to explain some of the loneliness you've had. Even, watch me, even as a married person, I want to explain to you some of the feeling like it's just me. Am I talking to anybody? I, am I, talking to, I, I, want, I want to explain this to you. Let me explain it to you. As God says, in stage three, the only one that can go on the chrysalis is you by yourself. Your kids can't come, which is why for some of you, because you wouldn't dismiss them, he dismissed them. He said, I need to create some distance between you and them right now because I need to put you underground. I need to put you behind the label. I need to create some distance between you and your BFF right now. L listen, don't even be mad about it. Y'all can reconnect. But right now, I, you, only you can go in the chrysalis by yourself. You can't take anybody. You can't take anybody. Everything that was poured into you in stage one and two, you're going to have to use in stage three. Everything that was poured into you in stage one and two, you're going to have to use in stage three. I'm so glad you're full of the word. I'm so glad you learned to be faithful in stage one and two so that when you're in three, you're not phased by it. I'm so glad that you learned how to serve in stage one and two so in stage three, you do not get scared. God is making you into somebody and that's called the kingdom. Stage three, stage three, stage three, stage three. It's by itself. Say by itself. Nobody else can go in there. Your spouse can't go. Your friends can't go. Your kids can't go. Your coworkers can't go. So in that stage, it is by itself. It goes in as a caterpillar. Please listen. I don't even know if I'll be able to finish this word. It goes in as a caterpillar. Caterpillars crawl. Caterpillars move slow. Caterpillars, they move a few inches an hour because they're crawling on the dirt. <laughs> they're crawling on the dirt. <laughs> they have to use their legs to get to where they're going, which means everywhere they get is hard work. Every piece of advancement they make, it's difficult. Every piece of advancement they obtain, it requires difficulty. But God says, I'm making you into somebody. I'm making you into somebody. I'm and if you'll trust me, I'll get the best of you out of you. I need you to lift your hands in this building and online and say, Lord, I trust you, Lord. Lord, I say it like I said it. Say, Lord, I trust you, Lord. I trust Lord, I trust you, Lord. I trust you, 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 I trust you. I trust you. I... Why? 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 Because, here's why. Because stage three, you go underground or you're suspended behind the leaf and predicated upon how large the butterfly will be. It determines how long the butterfly has to stay. See, for some of you, that's what you feel like. You feel like you've been planted in dirt. And you feel like people just keep throwing dirt on you. But what they don't understand is you're a seed. I ain't playing with y'all. And the dirt that they meant to kill you is the dirt that's about to birth you. You need to learn how to look at them and say, I may have done everything that you said I did. <laughs> But you are not who they say you are. Why? If any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. All things are passed away and all things are made new. I need you to lay your hands on yourself say, I'm new, I'm new, I'm new, I'm new. How do you know? Stuff that you would have been upset about last year didn't even mess with you this year. Situations that would have made you lose your mind last year. You sat back and said, well, to God be the glory this year. Stuff that had you crying up all night last year. It did not phase you this year. Stage three. It's buried underground or behind the leaf. Can't be seen 
For some of you, watch me, this is why you felt like you're overlooked. I ain't playing with y'all. This is why you felt like you're overlooked. Does no one see me? Does no one see? Does no one see? Does no did God, do you not see me? God, do you not see me? God, why does no, no one see me? Well, watch me. Because in stage three, when he's making you into something, watch me, the attention's not about you. The attention's about who you're becoming. Because if you get addicted to applause, watch me, if you, you'll die when they stop giving it to you. And I need for some of y'all watch me to say, listen, I'm so glad that I was overlooked so I would not be addicted to your applause. Every leader, you better hear me, you cannot be addicted to the applause of the people that you lead. Because one day you might be the best thing since sliced bread and the next day you might not. And I need you to be good day one and day two. I need you to be secure in yourself day one and day two. I need you to feel good about you on day one and day two. I need you to be happy when they come, watch me, and be happy when they go. So watch me, so stage four, everybody say stage four. So in stage four, something interesting happens because that butterfly has been, where did it start? It's all as a sesame seed, no sesame seed bun. But by stage four, it is now breaking out of the chrysalis. It went in as a caterpillar walking, crawling. Now, let's be more specific. It wasn't walking, it was crawling. <laughs> For some of you, every piece of progress that you seem to make, you thought you'd be done by 40. You thought you'd be done with this by 35. You thought you'd be further along by now because you've been crawling just to make progress. Is there anybody in this building or online where there's some areas of your life where the progress has been at a crawl? It takes so much to get so little. You put in so much energy to get so little result. You put in so much time to get so little result from it. Say, I was crawling. Say, but God gave me the kingdom and got me to stage four and in stage four I don't crawl anymore in stage four I mount up with wings y'all ain't say I came to tell somebody that's the stage of life that you're at you're not crawling anymore open up your mouth and say I'm flying now I Say it again. Say, I'm flying now. I'm now. Well, ask me. Look at 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 me. Stage three, crawl. Stage four, you're flying over what you used to crawl in. That's why when the enemy tempted you to go back to that mess, you were like, oh no. I fly above that. When he tempted you to go back to that bad relationship, oh no. I fly over that. When he tempted you to go back to being depressed, you were able to say, oh no. I'm what I used to crawl in. Baby, I now fly over. If you don't elbow somebody and say, fly over it, fly over it. Oh, there's some flying people in this place. And you're gonna mount up with wings like an eagle and Watch me. Say, I'm becoming. I'm 
this. Becoming who God said you are. You only saw yourself as a sesame seed on a sesame seed bun. Watch me. Depending on the city you were in and the environment you were in, it tried to reinforce that that's all you were. Let me tell my own story. This city tried to make me think that's all <laughs> that I was. Not realizing what's in me is about to change the world. What's in you is about to change the If you don't lay your hands on yourself and say there's a kingdom in you and in the next six months it's coming out. You ought to put a praise on that right there. Watch. So watch. It's becoming, it's becoming who God said we are. Look at the second part. And possessing what God said we can have. I have taught you that you are king and a priest. Revelation 5.10. You're spiritual and successful. You can pray and you can slay. It's not either or. It's both and. Say both and. Which means you can come in God's house and own a few houses. For those of you who don't want to believe the Bible, you don't say nothing. Sit there and don't say nothing. Sit there and don't say nothing. Which means I can pray to God and I can walk in a boardroom and negotiate a deal. Which means I can wear a jogging suit or put on a three-piece suit and make it do what it do. I'm a king and a priest. I'm a... Both of them. Depends on the moment you catch me in. You catch me in one moment, I might be in king mode. Catch me in another moment, I might be in priest mode. Catch me in one moment, I'm not too proud and too arrogant to get on my knees and worship. And catch me on another moment, and you'll see me ruling and reigning, conquering and subduing. So watch. So, so, so look, possessing what God said you, we can. So it's not enough for you to just become who God says you are. Because every king has a kingdom. You should have something to show for who you are. And for those of you, you heard the praise report earlier, where you have been very spiritual, but you have not seen any success, that's over. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not finna fight through you. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. Because, watch me, because you're a king and a priest, God says, I'm gonna do both and in you. Your family was talking about you for your spirituality, but it's about to pay off. They were talking about you for your spirituality, but it's about to pay off. I need you to prophesy, say fruit coming. Say it again, say fruit coming. Let's go. Let's go, let's go. Becoming who God said we are and possessing what God said we can. Watch me. Look at this. This is so important. This kingdom must be sought first. Say first. I'm going to get as far as I can. Matthew 6, But seek first the kingdom of God. Not Jesus, but what's important to him. If you grew up in church, you were taught, get Jesus, get Jesus, get Jesus, get Jesus. Get. And this is why some of you, you went to church as a kid, and then you fell away. Why did you fall away? Because you got Jesus, you never got what Jesus gave. Because you were like, listen, is all this just shouting and dancing and not showing nothing? Watch me, you need to shout, dance, and show. Ah! You need to be able to clap, dance, shout, praise, and then walk out there and cut the check. Why? I'm blessed to be a ble where the favor reside. Where you got where the where the money reside. Where the I'm blessed to be a 
Jesus, this is Jesus speaking, Matthew 6, 33. He said, seek ye first the kingdom. He said, don't seek me. He said, when you get me, seek what I give you. Seek what's important to me and his righteousness. That means doing it God's way. In other words, I can't do it the world way. I can't do it, watch me, your family way. For many of you, you keep trying to repeat what God wanted to end with you. What are you saying, Bishop? You keep doing the same stuff all your bloodline's been doing. And God says, well, why did I let you be born? I wanted you to be the interruption to the dysfunction. So I need you to be okay being the first. You're going to be the first PhD. You're going to be the first millionaire. And I ain't talking about in earnings. I'm talking about in liquidity. I am not playing with you. Open up your mouth and say, I'll be the first. Yet can and whatever's on the head is on the body. Open up your mouth and say, I'll be the first. He says, he says, seek first the kingdom of God. But not Jesus, but what's important to him. And his righteousness. Say his way. I said, don't do it like your bloodline did it. That's why I let you be born. Don't do it even like your daddy did. Good man, but don't do it like him. Don't do it like your mama. Great lady, but don't do it like her. Don't do it like her. Don't do it. And watch me in the community you grew up in. That's why I got you out of that community so you wouldn't keep that mentality. For some of you, he had to get you out of the city you were raised in because that city put limit, limitations on you and it was like an Egypt to you. So he sent you to Denver. Why in the world would God send you to Denver, Colorado? Why? He needed you to get into a house that was going to unlock what was on the... <laughs> Somebody say his way. And all these things will be added unto you. And all these things will be added unto you. Check this out. Many times you chase the things and that's out of order. Listen to me. Look at me. Look at me. You are not supposed to chase money. You are not supposed to chase people. I rebuke you running after who don't want you. Uh-uh. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. Go get me some chains. Maybe I need to look a little bit more hood for them. I don't know. I rebuke you running after who does not want to be your friend, who does not want to be in your life, who does not want to hear your wisdom, who does not appreciate the access they have. You will not chase Nan Ninja. Watch me. Watch me. And all these things will be added unto you. So if you read the previous verses, he's talking about clothing and food. And people, everything you need, God says, if you seek this kingdom first, everything you need is going to be what? Added. I need you to pay attention to the verse. And all these things will be added. Say it's automatic. automatic. See, watch me. When the kingdom is first, please pay attention. When the kingdom is first, I don't even have to pray because it becomes automatic. This is why the person on your row, and you'll know which one it is based on their response when I say this. This is why God's been answering prayers. They never prayed. He's been opening doors. They never asked for him to open. He's been making ways. They never, I didn't even know you can make a way out of that. But God says, because you sought the kingdom first, I'm going to hook you up. What section are you in? The hookup section. What section are you in? The favor section. What section are you in? The breakthrough section. Say all these things will be added to me. I'm out of order to chase them. They chase me when the kingdom is first. Don't be mad. 
Don't be mad when you see somebody that puts the kingdom first. Don't be mad when all their bills are paid. Don't be mad when their life is good. Don't be mad when they driving new all the time. Don't be mad when they living good. Don't be mad when they ain't got no worries. Don't be mad when they taking a look. Don't be mad. You could have got the hook up too, but you decided not to make the kingdom first. I'm going to need you to make the kingdom first. Prophesy, say daily. Say he loads me with benefits. What does that mean? You were carrying burdens. But in your next six months, he's about to load you with benefits. He's about to load you with benefits. Elbow somebody in front of you or behind you. Say he's about to load you with benefits. That's Bible. That's Bible. That's Bible. That's but daily he loads me with benefits. Remember the Lord and forget not his benefits. God says, I will add everything you need and everybody you need. Uh oh, I just heard something. Say, what'd you hear, Bishop? He said, the quality of person that was in your circle, he said, the expiration for sorry has ended. What you mean? Sorry, friends. Sorry, support. Sorry, people. So, mm, God said, in your next six months, I'm about to add a new quality of. If you need God to add some quality people to your circle, people that pour into you and you don't just pour into them, can you release a praise right there? And all these things, and all these things, and all these things, and all, let's practice, say, favor cometh to me right now. Say, opportunity cometh to me right now, right now, right now, right now, right now. You ain't just going to be able to pray, baby. You about to sleep. So look, so look, y'all still with me? Proper priorities produces provision. Provision. He will provide when your priorities are right. Lack is not your portion. I, and I know if you grew up in church, you were almost taught like not having was spiritual. It's not. It's not. It's not. And I'm not talking about having for the sake of trying to be cribs and bling bling and look at me. I'm talking about so you can be blessed to be a blessing. So when your pastor says, let's go get rid of all this homelessness, we could, we could fix that with one service. If the kings and priests would come bearing their gifts, I could go to Mayor Hancock tomorrow and say, since y'all didn't fix it, we fixed it. And everybody in it, you get a house, 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 you get a house. Say, just about having stuff for the sake of having stuff. Don't you reduce God to cash, cars, and clothes. This is about being a blessing. Say, proper priorities. Come on, talk to me, y'all. Say, proper priorities produce provision. So watch me, Sci a scientist, renowned scientist, Sir Isaac Newton, here's what he postulated. He postulated and introduced something called the law of motion. Now it's not a theory, it's a law. And physics would suggest this, an object at rest remains at rest unless acted upon by an external force. Come here. 
Stand right here. All right? Stand there. You're not going to do anything till you get pushed. And for some of you felt like, God, why did it feel like I'm getting pushed around? God says, because you ain't going to do nothing unless I push you. You ain't going to do nothing unless I move you. You ain't going to do nothing unless I have them hurt you. You ain't going to do nothing unless I have them betray you. You ain't going to do nothing unless I push you. You will remain at rest until you're acted upon by an external force. Question. Question. What external forces has God been using to make you move? See, you wouldn't apologize until you got pushed. You wouldn't pray until you got pushed. You weren't thinking about actually bettering your situation until your situation pushed you down to the ground and it's got you on your face in prayer. And you feel real vulnerable right down there, but God says that's the only way you're going to change because you're too arrogant otherwise. So I let it push you on the floor, not to kill you, but to make is there anybody in this building or anybody online where the majority of us are where you can say there's some stuff that's been pushing me. It's been rocking me and shaking me and shaking me and rocking me. But I just found out it wasn't the devil. It was God. It was God making that boss push on you. And you just, I can't stand him. And God says, no, I'm going to bring the best out of your trifling behind. I'm going to bring the best. You are more than what you're producing. You are more than what you're delivering. I'm going to make them push you. Because an object at rest remains at rest unless it's acted upon by an external force. So once he gets you into the right posture, see some of you, watch me, Watch me. You're so strong that you think this is weak. I ain't one of them people going to get all on my face and pray. That's why he don't answer. Because you think this is a posture of weakness. No, boo. This is a posture of strength. See, the reason I can stand up is because I know how to kneel down. The reason I can walk in strength is because I know where my help comes from. And my help comes from the Lord. So look at this. So look at this. Warfare is a sign it's time to manifest. Now, let's connect these dots. Law of Moses is an object at rest. Does what? Remains at rest unless it's acted upon by an external force. So you won't make any changes and God knows it. You weren't going to cut that friend off. You didn't have more evidence than you needed. But you continue to look past it. About, I'm, I'm just giving the benefit of the doubt. You can't give people benefits who don't add benefit. I, I'm not giving you the benefit of nothing. You don't add nothing. What I saw is what it is. That's what it is. Watch me. Look, look, look. God says, you aren't going to do anything. Unless an external force. So watch me. For most of us, here's how that external force manifests. And not most, for all of us. It manifests through warfare. What's warfare? Look at Daniel 7.21. As I look, this horn made war with the saints and prevailed over them. This horn there means sound. There was a sound that pushed you. Watch me. 
There was a sound that pushed me. Watch me. There was a sound that you went to war with. What's war? Battle after 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 battle. And so much so you become defensive because you are used to fighting. And some of you, you even walk into church like this. Because of who hurt you? A Beulah May Baptist Church. Boo, this is not Beulah May Baptist Church. You come in here like this. So then, watch me, then when the word tries to get through to you, it's so much defense, you're so defensive. And when you're defensive, that means you normally get offended. So things that weren't even directed at you, you take it personal. You'll sit up and say, I think he was trying to talk about me. If, let me tell you, in case you don't know who I am, if I want to say something to you, I will say it to you. I ain't got to speak in code. This is my mic. I pay for it. Don't got my name on it. I ain't got to run from nobody. But because you're defensive, you get offended. Because you're defensive, you get offended. Somebody say hello to you. Hmm. Somebody don't say hello to you. Hmm. Somebody's nice to you. They fake. Because they're nice? You're just so used to dealing with battle axes, you don't know how to receive kindness. And hear me, Harvest, we will not be a church full of battle axes. Y'all ain't gonna say nothing to me. We will be a church that loves one another, that builds one another up, that encourages one another, but we don't do discord here. We don't do disrespect here. We don't do dishonor here. Elbow somebody say, I'm rooting for you, not against you. Hey. Can't stand mean church people. Can't stand church people who act like we came to worship you. Ain't nobody came to see you. We came to see God. And this horn, 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 and this horn made war with the saints. What sound is warring with you? You're dumb. You're too fat. You're too skinny. You're too black. You're too light skinned. You're too yellow. Your hair is too rough. Your hair is too straight. You ain't got no hair. Say something. You're going to be like your daddy. You're going to be like your mama. Everybody in this family dies because of that. Ooh, I just heard this one. Be careful because your mama died around this age and you close. I rebuke premature death. I rebuke premature death. Lay your hands on yourself and speak this. Say, you shall live and not die a long healthy anointed prosperous life with long life he shall satisfy you I ain't playing with y'all I got the Holy Ghost not to guess lay your hands on yourself and say live live and not die watch this horn, this sound. sound. And sometimes, sometimes you don't have to hear it. You see it and then it creates something you hear. You ever looked at something and then heard something but it didn't say anything? Like you looked at a long line and said something to you. You heard something. Like you looked at a long line and said, ooh, this is going to be a man. You, it didn't, the line didn't speak to you. You spoke to yourself about what you saw. And for some of you, you see something, and then a sound begins to taunt you. It ain't gonna work. It ain't gonna work. It ain't gonna work this. Work this year. This year. Wait till 2022. It's not gonna happen for you. 
You're going to screw it up like you do everything. You're going to mess it up like you mess up everything. Why don't you just be satisfied? Why are you trying to do so much? Just relax. But you still have a pulse. Which means the plan's not over. Bishop, how do I know the plan's not over? Because when you're done, he releases you from the earth. The Bible says, and the days of a man are numbered, not counted. What does that mean, Bishop? Every birthday you're counting up, but heaven's counting down. Which means if you're still alive, the plan ain't over. Why is that good news, Bishop? That means his next move is going to be his best move yet. I rebuke you thinking that because you're in your 50s, 60s, and 70s, you're too old. You are not too old. You are ready. I rebuke you thinking that because you're in your 20s and your teens or your 30s, you're too young. You might be young, but you're ready. This sound, this sound was making war with the saints. Who are the saints? Believers. Say war was being made. Watch me. And for a while, it prevailed. What sounds have prevailed over you? They're the sounds that every time you get ready to do something, they, they push you back in the corner. Anytime you're starting to feel bold, something happens to It's the sound that tells you you're nothing more than what your worst mistake is. You're nothing more than your worst mistake. You, and that's all you do is make mistakes. Watch me. Say past tense. Read, read, read the verse. It made war. Battle after battle. Battle after battle. With the saints. And prevail. Say past tense. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Let me try y'all because they didn't get it. Come on. Counting on you. Come on stage, right? You ready? Come on stage, right? YouTube. Come on stage, right? Facebook. Come on stage, right? Harvest Channel. I need, I need y'all to come through. All right, you ready? Say, made war with the saints and prevailed over us. Say, past tense. You missed your shout, so let me tell you where it is. If it's past tense, that means that's over. Let me try y'all. If it's past tense, that means that's over. If it's past tense, middle section, that means that's over. You're about to shut that sound down. You're about to shut that battle down. You're about to shut that warfare down. Say, I command every sound making war with me to be silenced right now. Look at verse 22. Until the ancient of days came, it's talking about Jesus, and judgment was given for the saints of the Most High. Say, that's us. Judgment was given to you. If you ever go to court and judgment's made in your favor, that means whatever you asked for, the judge granted you. There's also something called punitive damages where a judge in a civil matter can declare that a person acted with criminal and negligent intent or perhaps unlawful intent. And so based on this unlawful and or criminal and negligent intent, the judge can deduce that they want to also add something to what your judgment is. Meaning you only asked me for this, but because they were so evil in how they handle it, I'm going to give you what's called punitive damages. 
In other words, listen, for every time they got petty with you, I'm going to give you something punitive. I for every time the enemy got petty with you, I'm going to give you something punitive. And the time came, say past tense, when the saints possessed the kingdom. The saints possessed the kingdom. The saints possessed the kingdom. Say, it's been time. Because he's already come. So here's the challenge. Because... Because in American Christianity, and I'm a pro-church guy, I'm a pro-man of God guy, so I'm not talking about nobody. What I'm saying is in American Christianity, we stop at salvation. Like that's the end. We stop at baptism. Oh, watch me. If you grew up Pentecostal charismatic, we stop at the Holy Ghost. So you, like, once you get a tongue, you like, I'm, in, I'm, I'm good. And so your testimony becomes, I'm going to give honor to God. And it was truly the head of my life. To the man of God, everyone in their respective places, positions, and offices. I'm glad to be in the house of the Lord. One more time. I just want to thank God that I'm saved and filled with the precious gift of the Holy Ghost with the evidence. That's all you got? That's all you got? That's all you got? Because that should have made you say, and I run the block, and I run the company. And I own the business. And I got all my family saved. And I have no debt. And Salvation's not the end. Being filled with the Holy Ghost is not the end. It's important. Don't get it twisted. But it's not the end. Somebody say, it's the beginning. So watch me. The time has been come for you to possess the kingdom. But you can't possess what you don't know is available. And that's why this summer I'm going to spend time teaching you what's available so that by the end of this summer you'll be able to possess everything that God has ordained for you. You cannot make an order at a restaurant and know what's on the menu and not know what's on the menu. So, so watch me. Say, it's time. It's time. Mm, I need you to say that with authority. I'm going to get as far as I can. Say, it's time. Can I just get you to say that so that your bloodline hears you? You say, Bishop, how are they going to hear me? They ain't going to hear you in here. They're going to hear you in the spirit. One, two, three. It's time. Mm -mm 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 -mm. I need you to say that like your next city hears you. Uh-oh. Open your mouth and say, it's time. Uh I need you to say that like your next position is going to hear you. I need you to open your mouth and say, it's time. It's time. I need you to say that like your next victory hears you. Say, it's time. Say it so your next contract hears you. Say, it's time. Watch me, watch me. All right, I believe you. 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 So, 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 look at this. Look at this. We win from within. Watch me. The warfare was coming from around them, and it made them possess the what? The kingdom. Where did we learn that the kingdom is in us? You missed it. The warfare, the sound came external. An object at rest remains at rest. And to us, sound makes you move. And to a sound puts you into action. Which means, which means that warfare is in fact a sign it's time to manifest. Where is the kingdom? In you. So the sound that was doing warfare from you externally was making you possess something that's internal. 
Stick with me, it'll make sense. See, the kingdom can manifest when you're out of good options. Acts 14, 22. We must, through many tribulations, enter the kingdom of God. We must, through many tribulations, enter the kingdom of God. Uh, tribulations there, the Greek language of our New Testament, here's what it means, internal pressure. I have internal pressure from external circumstances. And, and what's amazing about it is that it doesn't even have to be pressure out here. It just creates pressure in here. See, all they did was say, let's have a meeting, and now you're scared what the meeting might be about. It's quiet. All you did was get an email that came at 1 in the morning, and you wake up, oh, God. Internal pressure, and here's what it means, without good options. We must, through much internal pressure and have no good options, enter the kingdom of God. Well, wait a minute. Where's the kingdom? In you. So how am I going to enter what's in me? Uh-oh, there it is. There it is. There it is. I need no good options out here because what that does is that opens me up. When you're out of good options, you're open. Let's be honest. You're so used to figuring stuff out. You did this, 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 this. Wave at me if I'm talking to you. This, 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 this. Online, do the hand this, this, this. And then when none of those worked and none of those options were good, you were like, dog. It forced you to enter yourself. Okay. I'm going to come back over here because they're doing that thing again. I love you. They're doing that thing again, though. If I didn't have all of this going on, with no good options. Listen, it's not that there's no, no options. It's just that's not a good one. I could do that, but that ain't. Mm. I could do this, but that ain't. Mm. I could run back to that person, but I. Mm, I no good options. I'm almost done. So what ends up happening? The Bible says it's going to make you enter the kingdom. Where is the kingdom? In you. You can't even enter you unless, listen, unless you're out of good options. How many of you got areas of your life right now where you're like, God, I see options. But ain't now one I'm looking at. I, I see things I could do. So here's what happens. What happens when you have no good options, you begin to get into the paralysis of analysis because you're analyzing something that's not good. So, so instead of making decisions, you're tired from thinking about decisions. Who am I talking? Who am I talking? You sat up. You talking about who I'm so tired. You ain't got no rest all weekend and you didn't decide anything. You were just thinking about what you may do. Who am I talking to? Why does this happen? Daniel 7, 18. I'm almost done. But the saints of the Most High shall receive the kingdom and possess the kingdom forever and forever and ever. But the saints of the Most High shall receive. The word receive is deceptive because it makes it seem like God's just going to give it to you. And it's that's how it happens. It means it has to be taken. That's why one of our core values said we didn't come to take sides. We came to take over. The kingdom shall be what? Taken. Where is it at? In you. 
This morning at the 915, I get this analogy. I want to use it again. Here, grab that, grab that, and then, and then, all right, and then, come on. Now, watch me. Every, 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 everybody, look at me. Receive makes it seem like God is going to give it to you. They go to kingdom. Oh, wow. Hell yeah. Praise the Lord. He's amazing. That ain't how it works. That's how it works. That's how it works. <laughs> Is just doing it for acting, y'all. Just doing it for acting. That's not how it works. Somebody said, that's not how it works. That's not how it works. Uh, the Bible says, but the saints of the Most High shall take it. And I said at this morning, at the 915, now, for my millennials, you may or may not be familiar with this. Um, for about 35 and up, you're familiar with this. All right? You had a mama, a grandmama, auntie, big mama. You had somebody. Well, they didn't store stuff in regular places. Some of them got something right now. And everything you need, they had. <laughs> you needed some peppermints in church? Whatever you needed, it was available. Now, I only say that, I know we're laughing, and I only say that not to be crass, not to be, not to be gratuitous. I say that for this point, is that, watch me, you wouldn't expect what you were given from where it came from. And if you grew up in the South, you know exactly what I, you could have been at the Piggly Wiggly in the line, and somebody in front of you, and the lady behind you heard you, and know you need a little extra money, hold on, babe. Did you just pull? Some of y'all getting real offended. Do not get offended. Listen. <laughs> you probably the main ones. How did he know? The Holy Ghost. Listen. So watch me. So, so just, for this, just for this discussion. See, see, it's not just going to be given to you. God ain't going to give it to you. Mm -mm. He said, listen. Let me have it. Come here. Come here. Come here. Come here. Come here. Come on, come on, come on. Remember, and the sound made war. Got it? So now, not only are they making sounds, they never know when they're going to be called up. They got to learn how to do it on. on. So much so, it's drowning you out. This is why you feel like God don't hear you because you can't hear yourself. And it made war, which means not only is it sounds, but the moment I finally think that I'm free from it, all of a sudden I got hell going on around me. I got pressure going on around me. I got drama going on around me. I got all of this going on around me. But the Bible says, but then the time came. I need y'all to hear me. Daniel 7, 18. Say, but the saints of the most high. Talk to me, y'all. Say, the saints of the most high shall take the kingdom. Here's what that means. What he's developed in you is taken out of you. So it don't happen like this. Uh-uh. God says, I put it in you. I put it in you. And it's about to come from a place in you. That you do not expect it to. But the only way you're going to be able to go internal into the kingdom is you got to have warfare going on external. 
I need you to celebrate the warfare you've been going through. I need you to celebrate the sound you've been in. Why? Because it's about to make you start digging. And you're about to pull something out of you that God has developed in you. Open up your mouth and say, the kingdom is in me. Watch this. Thank you all. Watch this. So look, why? Because when you're out of op options, you're open. Say, I'm open. I'm open. The kingdom manifests, I'm almost done, when you're unlocked. Is anybody getting anything? Yes, all right, look at this. Matthew 16, 18. I got to move fast. And I tell you, you are Peter. And on this rock, I will build my church. Peter was gifted as an apostle. His seat was the seat of a bishop. And uh, look what he says. He says, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against him. Bishop, how do you know that? Acts chapter 1, the Bible says, and let another man take his office. Office is the word bishopric. So the 12 ruling apostles were referred to as bishops. There were more than 12 apostles. There were at least 84 apostles because we know he sent them two by two, 70 plus the 12. All right? Watch me. And then this one particular version said that there was an additional two that were sent. All right, so the 12 ruling apostles, the bishops, I'm going to tell you why you're here. Mm -hmm. And I tell you, you are Peter. And on this rock, I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. So watch me. Say, I am the church. I am the this church. building is not the church. <laughs> For all my digital fans, that's why I just want to get in the building. Get in the building, but do understand you are the church. Right? Watch me, watch me. And it's good for us to not forsake the assembling of ourselves. But look at this, verse 19. And I will give you, who is he talking to? Peter. What is he specifically speaking to? The apostolic gift. He says, I speak to this gift. I will gift somebody and I will give them keys. Mm. The keys of the kingdom of heaven. Stop. Wait a minute. Where is that? In you. What does that mean? You need to be unlocked. This is why some of you got to stop this fickle church attendance because every time we get the key in there, you get unfaithful and the key fall out. Every time it looks like you're about to finally have a breakthrough, you get inconsistent and the key falls out. But I pray you'd be consistent in this next six months like you've never, ever been before. If you're not serving, I pray God would stir you to serve with a passion like you've never had before. Why? You need to be unlocked. Bishop, I don't live in Denver. That's okay. We can unlock digital. Watch me. Watch me. Bishop, I don't live in Atlanta. That's okay. We can unlock. Bishop, I don't live in Denver. That's okay. We can unlock. And I give you the keys of the kingdom. Peter, apostles, bishops. I give you the keys to the kingdom. Where is that at? In you. Which means law of motion. A kingdom at rest remains at rest and thus acted upon by an external force. I'm about to open you up. God's about to open up every gift, every talent, every skill. The kingdom is about to come out of you. Everything that he put in you, he sent you to harvest so you could be unlocked. He sent you this way so you could be unlocked. Open your mouth and say, I'm open and I'm ready to be unlocked. So look, so look, so look, so look, so look, so look. The kingdom isn't a physical place. It's in Christians, but it must be unlocked. Now, some of you have never heard this, which explains why you've never been unlocked. You say, I've walked with the Lord for 40 years. That's great. You're still locked. You say, but you ain't manifested nothing. 
You say, but you ain't manifested nothing. Ooh, but elbow somebody say, but I'm about to. Come on, but I'm... I need you to act like stuff's about to come out of you that's going to change your family, change your community, change your city, change your state, change your nation, change the world. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Look, you must be unlocked so the word can change you from the inside out. Come, I like that way I did that at the 915. Sometimes I like to, no, go on there. Sometimes my best creativity comes on the fly. If I think about it too much, I don't like it. I like to think of it on the spot. Watch me. Now look, some of you are so defensive. You see him back there? And, and here's what happens. You come to church, but it's hard for you to trust anybody, even God, with the keys to you. Why? Statistics say that 72% of homes are fatherless, which is a challenge because that means that most people have never seen an example of the order of God. Watch me. You've never seen an example of order. You've never seen an example of honor. And so you'll call it crazy. It's not crazy just because you ain't done it. It's quiet in his church. So watch me. So you're defensive. Look at him. He's defensive. You're defensive. So God sends you to church with a word to open you up. And we get over here to try to unlock you. And you guarding the keypad. Man, if you don't. And you want somebody to wrestle with you. You want somebody to run after you when you ain't been here for a few weeks. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. But you... All I'm trying to do is unlock you. All I'm trying to do, but you know what we got to wrestle through? Your control issues. <laughs> you strive to control everything and everyone, which pushes you to be a perfectionist, and you're overly emotional. You're very sensitive, especially when you get corrected, because you fear you're going to be abandoned. All, which, all the word is trying to do, I give you the keys to the kingdom. All, all God's trying to do is use the word. Let me get in there. Get, let me, man, if you... Oh, no, we got to wrestle through your narcissism. Uh-huh, uh-huh. That's extreme selfishness. Uh-huh. Self-centeredness and arrogance, which manifests in the seeking of attention you never got. So you give it to yourself at the expense of everyone else, and you are addicted to it from others, and social media only magnifies that. You'll come into church and think this is about you. We'll say lift your hands and worship, and you'll sit there. Because you're a narc, and a narc says worship me. Can I teach you something? Do you not know Satanists don't worship Satan? Satanists worship self. You, you, didn't, you didn't hear what I just said. The church of Satan, Anton LaVey, do you not know they don't worship the devil? They're not dumb enough to do that. They worship a new God they created called self. Pentagram people? Yeah, yeah, they worship self. Oh, they devil worshipers. No, they just worship what they want. It's too... It's too quiet in here. I need you to lift your hands and say, Lord, I don't want to be a narcissist. Come on. Say, Lord, I release my control issues. Watch me. Here's the third thing we got to wrestle through. We got to wrestle through. Watch me. We got to wrestle through not only your control issues, not only your narcissism, but watch me, your passive aggressive behavior. So all the word is trying to do is unlock you. I'm just trying to get through here. You're passive aggressive. So what does that mean? It's the indirect expression of hostility in, in reaction to authority figures. Uh-oh. 
Anybody going to tell me nothing? I'm grown. I put on my pants the same way they do. Maybe. Watch me. I don't need to go to church. No man telling me what to do. This ain't no man telling you what to do. This is the word. I need you to get beyond the flesh of it and see the spirit in it. This is the word of God. So, so what does this mean? Not only do you get passive aggressive with authority figures, but you get passive aggressive with anybody that gets close to you. So what do you do? You, you, you have four types of behaviors, and I got to quit vacillating. You, you don't make any decisions. You vacillate. You go back and forth. Back, back. Let me see you go. Listen, that's all you do. You ain't made a decision yet. You have not made a decision yet. I'm praying about it. No, you're not. You're passive aggressive. This is too much. Come on, preach for me. I'm doing the best I can. Watch me. Watch me. Watch me. Watch me. You go back and forth between two opinions. One day you're a Christian, next day you're a Muslim, next day you're just spiritual. After that, you believe in the pyramids, and then after that, you believe in YouTube. And now that you've found out it's UFOs, now you believe in aliens. You know. <laughs> Talking about E.T., phone home, E.T., phone. Look, look at me, you vacillate. I rebuke your vacillation. Mm. What does it mean when you say rebuke something, Bishop? I send it out of your life. I, you're not going to go back and forth. You're going to say, God, whatever your will is, that's what I'm doing it. And I'm not wavering. I'm not rocking and shaking. But I'm going to get the job done. Lay your hands on yourself and say, no vacillation. Then you're discontented. Nothing's ever good enough for you. Passive aggressive people, nothing's ever good enough for them. You give them what they, they're going to complain and you give them what they want and it's still not good enough. They'll say it's too loud in here. You turn it down. I can't hear They'll say, why they got all them lights moving and all that? I don't like all that. We turn all the lights on. It's too bright. Why he played the whole time during church? I just want to hear the word. Then he don't play. I don't feel nothing. So we're just going, I'm going to do what I want. And if you're good with it, great. If not, okay. Be encouraged. Keep the Lord first. You're discontent that nothing's good enough for you. So you find fault with everybody and everything. You'll come in church and say, yeah, it was all right. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All that lifting your hands and stuff. I just feel like I was in a workout class. You need it. You need it. Look at somebody, tell them, you need it. Look at them and tell them. Look, security, see the last two things. So the key's trying to unlock you, but you're busy complaining. You're complaining. Well, why we got to do this? And why we got to do that? And why? So the key can't unlock you. Look, you're security, you go in cycles and circles. 
Cycles and circles. Cycles and circles. You're in and out, in and out, in and out, in and out. I pray that you have a consistency that breaks the security's nature. And then you're abrasive. That means you're just mean. I can't stand mean church people. How you got the joy of the Lord but can't even smile at your neighbor? I just need you to practice smiling somebody on your love. Just show them your pearly. 22, 12, 13, 5, aluminum, platinum, aluminum foil, whatever you got in there. Gold, grill, whatever you got. Diamond studded. You're so abrasive that God has to fight with you to try to get you unlocked. I'm just trying to get to the key. Because, because if we get to the key and you get unlocked and the door opens and the door opens, wait a minute, there's about to be a, there's about to be another version of you that comes out. And this version is bigger than you. This version is taller than you. This version is covered. This version is about to rule and to reign and to conquer and subdue. Give God a praise right there. So, listen, I got to go. If you're in this building or you're online and you've never given your life to the Lord, I have a bowl of keys. And everybody in this building that wants one, I want you to leave with one as a sign. This is my assignment to you. My assignment is to make sure that every time I mount this pulpit or any pulpit or take any microphone, or any life, my assignment is to unlock. The greatest you hasn't emerged yet. The greatest you hasn't emerged yet, but is about to. So if you're in this building or you're online, you can sit or be standing or be standing. You can be seated or stand, however you want to do it. You can even roll on the floor. <laughs> If you need to give your life to the Lord for the first time or recommit yourself to him, or you're like, Bishop Foreman, I'm not sure where things stand with God, but I want to be sure. Wherever you're at, in this building or online, on the count of three, online, do the hand with remote, just say, it's me. In this building, raise your hand to the Lord. One, two, three. If that's you, respond right where you're at. You become a Christian, recommit yourself. I see you. God bless you. Come on, online, do the hand with emoji or say, it's me. Everybody, pray this prayer with me. Say, Father, thank you for dying in my place. Thank you for your unconditional love for me. I'm manifesting the kingdom. I'm in motion. I'm in motion. I'm in motion. I'm in motion. You are my Lord. You are my Savior. If I was far from you, I'm reconnected to you. In Jesus' name, amen. If you just prayed that prayer for the first time, recommitted yourself to the Lord, or you're sure, text that word decision, 877 did you make a decision to become a Christian for the first time or recommit your life to Jesus? We want to help you make Christianity a lifestyle and not just a hobby. So just text the word decision to the number 877-552-4746 and we'll send simple next steps so you know what to do next. We're praying for you and congratulations. Remember, your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Remember to love God, love people and love life.
Taking charge of your future starts with taking the first steps. And saving up to $30 a month on Cox Internet with the Affordable Connectivity Program makes those steps easy to take. Whether they bring you to click upload on your first short film or join now for an online book club. Applying is easy. See if you qualify at cox.com slash ACP. Non-transferable one per household application and eligibility decisions are made by the FCC. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10. That's V-I-A-T-O-R-10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator.